Praise God. As you get your Bibles open to the book of Psalms, go ahead and go to the chapter 39. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit tonight. If you didn't uh, notice on any media sources today about time, I thought it was interesting. Irene mentioned time in her, in her uh, testimony. How many know time is precious? So the, the title tonight will be Time is Precious, So Waste It Wisely. Amen? Time is precious, so waste it wisely. So you might ask, why do you say waste it? Because how many know we waste time? Right? Don't we? I'm not the only one, am I? We all waste time. And matter of fact, time is something you cannot get back. And it's essential to our lives. And uh, I heard one time the, the idea of if I, if I told you today that tomorrow, starting tomorrow, or starting at midnight tonight, till midnight tomorrow night, you had $86,000 in your bank account and you had to spend it all in one day and you could not carry any of it over to the next day and you could not uh, uh, leave any left in there you had to spend it all can you start beginning to think how you would spend eighty six thousand dollars a day amen how many like to try that well the, the old saying is I remember when, when I was in business that we met a guy one time many people say this that have businesses that time is money Right? You ever heard that saying? Time is money. So that $86,000 can equivalent to seconds. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. And every day, we might not get a dollar, $86,000. We have 86,000 seconds to make them count. How many know that we can't waste a day? When it comes to the things of God, we've got to take advantage of our time. So I started be th thinking about time and how, how precious it is, precious it is and, and how every single one of us are guilty of wasting time. Let's look at Psalms 39 real quick. And I want to read a few verses here starting at verse 1. Say amen if you've got your Bible. Amen. amen. Let's just pray real quick. Father, we ask you to open up our hearts and minds on this Wednesday night. We thank you for this great church tonight. We thank you for this great body of believers that's here tonight. We've worshipped you. We've praised you. We've given you glory. We've heard some testimonies. We're excited tonight, God, about what you're doing in our lives. We're excited to be serving you in these last days. Open our minds and our hearts tonight and let us get something out of this message. Speak to every one of us where we're at. Give us the things we need to equip us tonight to be the believers you've called us to be, Father. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Psalms 39 verse 1 says, I said, I will guard my ways. Read this with me. Lest I sin with my tongue, I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred up. My heart was hot within me while I was musing. The fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. And watch these next few verses. Lord, make me... To know my end. That's just for a second before we read on. I want to kind of bring this in from Sunday. When we begin to see this part that says, make me to know my end. You know, we talked Sunday morning about the value of our lives. Amen. And how much the value of the gospel is for each one of us. How many tonight truly value the gospel? Amen. If, if you're here and you don't value the gospel, you really need to make a prayer tonight. You really need to get real with God. Because God does not want us here just wasting our time being religious. Amen? 
He wants us to have a relationship with Him. He wants us to understand how valuable His Son and His blood is. Can you please remember that with me tonight? That every day we go by, we are not just in a church social club. We're not just coming to church to feel good. We're not coming just to fellowship. We are a part of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God says, and through His word, that He gave His Son. And that blood is precious tonight. Amen? And every day, the way we're going to make time useful is we're going to remember that He shed His blood for us. And that He shed His blood for others. And others cannot know about Him unless we tell them. Can you say amen? amen. So we're the messengers. We have the antidote tonight. You know, this, it, this is perfect timing for this. Is we know that crazy things are going on around the world. Has anybody noticed that lately? It's getting crazy, man. you got all this stuff breaking out. All these sicknesses and all this violence and all this uneasy, unrest, worry. And it happens to just be right here in our own city. Isn't that interesting? Of all the places in the United States that Ebola would come to, it came to Dallas. It's not too far away. Amen. And, and the, Bible, the, uh, the devil can make us worry. He can get us upset. He can get us thinking of things. People imagine down in Dallas are afraid. But the Bible tells us we have the antidote tonight for a greater sickness than Ebola, which is the sickness of sin. And that sin will send you to hell forever, amen? But tonight we've got the antidote, which is the blood of Jesus. We carry it in, our, in us. That blood flows through us. Amen? How many, how many understand that tonight? The blood of Jesus flows through us. Our blood is no longer contaminated. Amen? We are, we are uh, uh, unable to be affected by this world if we keep our eyes on Jesus. So as we value the gospel, we see here David saying in verse 4, Lord, make me to know my end. Basically, he's saying, help me understand how much time I've got on this earth. And he says, and what is the measure of my days? Or let me say it for y'all, measure of my days. Okay, you know I say measure. It's probably never going to change. But let me say it for y'all, measure, okay? But I like to say measure. Say tomato. Say tomato. All right, there's two ways to say it, right? All right. And what is the measure of my days? See, if I think about it, I can say it right. And as I was reading this this week, it touched me and it made me think, God, how, how, how much time do I have left on this earth? How much time have you given me? How many know that's important to think about? It's important to realize what these next couple of verses says, that I may know how frail I am. How many know this life is, is frail? And then he says this, indeed... You have made my days as handbreadths. Now, I know some of us wouldn't know what that is, but that, that's basically the size of your palm of your hand. And what it means is it's small. That our life is small in the, in the expanse of this world and that our time is short. So he says, you have made my life short in the expanse. Of, how many know if you think about the expanse of 6,000 years that this earth has been here, our 80 years, if we live that long, is very small. In, this, in, in the grand scheme of things. So it says, Indeed, you've made my days as handbreadths, and my age is nothing before you. Certainly every man, verse 5, certainly every man at his best state is but vapor. Think about that. Every man at his best state is but vapor. Surely every man, verse 6, walks about like a shadow. Surely they busy themselves in vain. I want you to underline that because 
That's really what I want to hit tonight is that we would be careful not to busy ourselves in vain. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. And now, Lord, verse 7, last verse, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Amen. If we'll get a perspective, church, in our busy lives of every day, having to go to work, having to do our business, having to go to school, having to have relationships, having to have a family, and doing all these things we've got to do. If we'll just remember in this crazy, busy world that time is precious and that, and that it's, it's growing short. And you heard the saying before, but I want to add a little thing to it. You've heard the saying where it says that life is like a coin. You only get to spend it once. So one would say, well, spend it wisely. Here's another thing I want you to think about. Life is like a coin. Don't let somebody else spend your coin. Okay, don't let somebody else spend your coin. And so a lot of times the time we waste in our lives has to do with how we allow others around us to affect our time. They come into our space of time. They come into the area where we're trying to sometimes, how many, know, how many times you woke up in the morning and you prayed, you read your Bible, you said, God, this is going to be a great day, I'm going to be a witness, I'm going to, or, or, or you got up and said you were going to read your Bible and you were going to pray, and then things happened, and then work happened, and situations happened, and by the time the day was over, you've wasted your time, and you haven't spent any time with God. Amen? Let me, let me, let me have you write something down. A day without spending time with God is a waste of a day. A day spent without God is a waste of time. Okay, and I'm going to end with that thought as well, but I want you to get that in your mind tonight. I, I love to just say, okay, how can I meet the, the, the requirement tonight? And I'm not saying that in a way of meeting, uh, uh, making a grade or something, but if I say, okay, if I don't want to waste my day, if I don't want to waste 86,000 seconds that God gives me, what can I do? As long as I spend time with God, the rest of the stuff I do is, is just second hand, third hand, fourth hand. It doesn't really matter. How many know if you spend some time with God, you've had a good day? Right? So I want you to think about that tonight. When you talk about precious time and wasting it wisely because we do waste our time. You know, there's, a, there's things that you can think of. For example, how many have had somebody call you they miss the call and you call them back or they leave you a voicemail and you call them back and you can't get them and you play phone tag. Anybody ever played phone tag before? Well, a stat will tell you that you'll spend two years of your life calling people back trying to get a hold of them. Two years. Amen? That's a long time. Sounds crazy, but that's what the average person spends in their life calling people back. Another crazy thing is, just as an example, is that we would spend eight months of our lives reading junk mail. Eight months of our lives reading junk mail. How many get that junk mail stuff? You get always getting some kind of Groupon, or once you sign up for something, you got to go hit the unsubscribe button. Because otherwise you're going to keep getting it and getting it and getting it and getting it. Go unsubscribe from that because it'll waste your time. We had the funniest story told at the conference. And some of you remember, I believe it was Pastor Josh. And he was telling a story about how he sat down to make his sermon. And I can relate to this 100%. And you can relate to it, not with a sermon, but just trying to do something for God. Okay? He sits down at the table and he got his coffee and he begins to study. He got his Bible open. He's got all his books open. He starts working on his message and all of a sudden some email pops up. 
He go checks that, checks that email, and that email leads to another thing, and then all of a sudden it's a YouTube video, so he checks out the YouTube video, and then all of a sudden there's another video on the side that pops up, and he said, all of a sudden I found myself on that weird page. <laughs> you ever been to the weird page? You know, giant centipede eats man or something like that, right? And, and then he said he caught himself just spending all kinds of time on that page, and then he started thinking, well, how can I make this into a sermon? How can I use this? How many know we waste time? Just, just make sure you delete those things. You see it's not anybody important, just delete it. Don't even waste time looking at it. Here's another one. Last one, last example, because I could use tons of them. You, you spend an average of six months of your life sitting at a light waiting for it to turn green. Six months. Now I'll go on record to say that Colorado Springs would be eight or ten. They've got the longest lights I've ever seen in my life, especially the one coming from the hotel to the church. Amen. If you miss that thing, you might miss service. You've got to get it right on time. Amen. We can, how many know we can spend a lot of time doing crazy things that, are, that don't, don't amount to a hill of beans? Amen. So we see here that David is saying, Lord, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I really am. So today, I want you to just think about what you do during the day and what are some of the, everybody's got stuff different. What are some of the things that derail you? What are some of the things that take your focus off of God? What are some of the things, now we know we can mention some, me, some social media and we don't have to say names, but uh, there was even some testimonies on that on Sunday where we can, you know, go say we're going to check something and then all of a sudden we've spent a half an hour like this, scrolling. Amen? I know nobody's guilty of that. And none of us. None of us have ever done it. But, and there's not, and it doesn't matter that there ha doesn't have to be anything wrong with it to be a waste of time. And, and the thing is, is there's so many things in our lives that are good, but we have to manage them. Amen? We, we, you know, we can get on Facebook as a church and make a, an announcement that we're going to have a pastor come and if I tag people on that thing, I was telling Kristen this last night, as being on that page, I can see how many people have seen that post. And if I just make a post, 50 people will see it, 100 people will see it. But if I tag some people and I'll ask them to share it, it'll go to 500 to 1,000 to 1,500 to 2,000 people will see that post. That's a good management of time because we're able to get the word out to 2,000 people. You know how long it would take to text or call 2,000 people? Take a long time. That's a good amount of use of time. To say, hey, we're going to have a speaker this Sunday. I put the message up for tonight on there, and we can announce that this man's coming in from India, and so people can see that. We might have, you know what? Lately, we've had people walk into this church from the internet. Just from the internet, just from, I don't know if it was a social media page or if they were listening to our, our, our messages online, but they came in through that. And so that's a good, valuable use of time. But the idea behind that is, is something good is the devil will try to derail you on that. You've got a good intention and you're wanting to do something good. But then all of a sudden, because of our times, uh, our attention spans, something catches us like that crazy page or that crazy article, or that crazy post. How many times have you been scrolling through something, you see, and the, you know, they, they got a little smart on that thing. They started making the video live. 
Anybody notice that? You don't have to hit the video. So you might be trying to look for something, and all of a sudden you've got a cat dancing on a video. <laughs> cat standing up on his feet, some crazy thing, and all of a sudden you catch yourself watching that dumb thing. I guess I'm the only one guilty of that, right? I'm not up here and looking like a fool. I know y'all do it. And then you go and share it with somebody. Look at this cat standing up on his two feet. Right? It's a derailing of our time. And so we have to be careful that the good things that God has given us, we can get crazy and get busy doing something else. So our minds are so easily distracted. And what I want us to remember is that we've got to keep God first. Amen? This is, this is a Wednesday night. This is a night where we come in and we tune up our lives for this week. It's been since Sunday that we've been together. This is a powerful service. It's so good to see all of you here. This is the best service you can come to. Amen? The, the ones, the ones that, 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 you know, just kind of have a, a religious state with God, they come Sundays. But the ones that love the Lord, man, really love the Lord, come back on Wednesday nights. And you say, man, I mean, you want to come back because you really love the Lord tonight. You say, I want to be at church. I'm not going to miss it. So you come in here and you get, you get back, into, back into alignment. Something happened yesterday, something happened Monday, and got you out of alignment. You know, every Sunday when we come to the altar, I don't know about you, on Sunday nights, you're making decisions. And you're saying, Lord, God, this week I'm going to pray more. God, this week I'm going to read the Bible more. God, this week I'm going to witness more. And we make all these promises, and that's good. But Monday comes, and all the promises we've made have gone out the door because of distractions. Amen? Things have come in, and we're not wasting our time wisely. We're not wasting our time wisely. So I want to read one more time this verse 5, 6, and 7. Indeed, you've made my days as hand very small, and my ages as nothing before you. Certainly every man is at his best state but vapor. Tonight, if you're not saved, I want to tell you something. You better get saved tonight. If you don't know Jesus tonight, the Bible says today is the day of your salvation. Because your life is like a vapor and it is not promised that you'll be here tomorrow. It's not promised. You know, that's why we give an altar call every service. We ask for people to bow their heads and close their eyes and say, how many want to ask Jesus into your heart tonight? Because if we don't do that, there might be somebody visiting tonight. There might be somebody that came in and it was their only opportunity. And tomorrow or Friday or Saturday, their life will become a vapor and they will pass into eternity with never understanding that they had to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But we'll do it tonight and you need to understand your life and my life is like a vapor. It's here one day and it's gone the next. Amen? We've got to take advantage of every service. How many will be just believing with me for that? Every service. that we, I, I can feel it. I feel we've got a momentum that we'd come in and we'd say, Lord, there's a need. We're going to pray for it. There's a, there's, a, there's a sickness. We're going to believe for the healing. There's somebody unsaved. We're going to get them saved. We're going to do business every service because we don't know what the next one brings. We've got to act like every service. And, and we can all be guilty of that. We can all get busy and then just kind of come and show up. But we should say, God, we're here tonight. The lights are on. The doors are open. We're here. And we're going to seek your face. And we're going to see God move tonight. We're going to come expecting. And you're going to move. Amen? He says, my age is nothing. Certainly I'm like a vapor. In verse 6, every man walks about like a shadow. They busy themselves in vain. They reap up riches and don't know who will gather them. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Ephesians 15, 
Five, sorry, verse, Ephesians 15. Ephesians 5. Good thing no one said amen. <laughs> Ephesians 5, verse 15 and 16 says to, that we should walk in wisdom. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. How many want to walk wisely tonight? I mean, if you're going to walk, walk wise. It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Listen, we are living in a different generation than there ever has been on this earth. Remember the show Little House on the Prairie? Okay? That's not where we, we don't live on the house on the prairie anymore. Amen? That was good, the good old days, like they say. When all they had to do was wake up and go feed the cows and ride the horse and make dinner. I kind of would like, kind of like that life. I've always said if I could go back to any time, it'd probably be the 1800s when they had horses and carriages and stables and, and just want to go live in that life. Seems seem, seem simple. You know what? There's a lot of advantages today, to today, but there's a lot of disadvantages. Because back then they didn't have the distractions that we have. Y'all, do y'all see that? I mean, this is one of those moments in time where it's the greatest opportunity we've ever had, but it's also the hardest to, to live for God because of all the stuff around us. It's not simple anymore. It's, it's difficult. And we have so many things grabbing for our time all day long. We have so many things pulling on us. We have media. We have work. We have uh, people. We have situations. We have the news. We have just everything's fast, fast, fast. And so I want to give you some things tonight to think about that kind of came to my spirit that we waste our time on. And then I want to end with three things that you'll never waste your time on. Okay? So let me just, you don't have to write these down if you want, but these are some things that we need to be careful of. As you wake up focused in the morning, you say, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a blessed day. I'm going to have a day in the Lord today. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. You can have distractions that will keep you from having that good day. One of the biggest things that I think about is, how many know that every day you can have special moments? Every day. Every day. Yesterday afternoon when we got home, I said to the girls, let's go out and throw the football around. I don't have boys to throw the football around, so I've taught my girls how to catch and throw the football. They throw better than some boys. They really do. Throw a good spiral. Amen? We got out there and threw the ball around on the street. Just That's a moment. That's not allowing the distractions of the world to keep us from having a moment. Then my mother-in-law even got out there. And she started throwing that ball around, and she got excited about it. You should have seen her throwing that thing. She did a really good job. Threw a good spiral. Caught almost every ball we threw her. Then she went and changed into her tennis shoes. Had a good old time. Now her arm hurts today because she threw too many of them. Then when my father-in-law even got out there, it's even on video. Amen. They're they're in trouble. They might get drafted. Amen. But those are special moments. You know what we should do every day is we should make time for a special moment. A special moment. Amen. Spouses, kiss your husband or wife. Look at them in the eyes and tell them you love them. Sit down with your kids and just... Hold their hand. A special moment. You don't have to do anything that costs money. Make a moment. Make a special moment. Don't allow work and life and busyness and all these things to take away from a moment that God gives you to spend with your family, with a friend, amen, with somebody important. There's moments that are very, 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 very important. You can't get those things back. How many remember the movie uh, we just saw not too long called Courageous? Remember that moment in the movie? When that girl wanted him to get out of that truck and dance with them? 
What a sad moment. What a sad moment. How many haven't seen Courageous? Let me see your hands. We're going to show it again. We've we got to show that movie. It's way too good for you not to have seen it. But this man is a, is a uh, what is he, a police officer? Fire, I forgot what he was. Police officer. And his daughter wants to just get out of the truck. She's about eight, nine years old. And she says, just dance with me, Dad. Amen. Oh, I got to. I got to. If you haven't seen it yet, that's your fault. <laughs> and so, you, so he gets out, and he don't, he don't dance with her. And he regrets that. Amen. He, I, I won't tell you what happened to her, but he regrets that. Here's another thing. Negative thinking about your current situation. That's a waste of time. Negative thinking about your current situation. Does it do any good to think about it negatively? Is you sitting there going, man, this is just horrible. Is that going to help? It's a waste of time. How many know there's always needless drama around you? Amen. There's needless drama at work. There's needless drama at school. There's needless drama around you. If you give in to the needless drama around you, how many have, have said, I'm going to have a great day at work. You get to work, you get around those co-workers, and their needless drama just drains the life out of you. Right? That's wasting your time. You've got to find a way to be the influencer over them and not them influencing you. Here's another waste of time. Desiring things you don't have. You spend all day long wishing you had that TV or wishing you had a different car or wishing you had a different spouse. Just kidding. <laughs> Amen. I hope you're not wishing that. Amen. Mom, not, she's not in the, nur- in, in the nursery. Amen. She's here. How many get what I'm saying? You wish and wish. You're wasting time. Why are you wishing for something you don't have? Be thankful for what you have today. That's a waste of time. Here's another one. Thinking about who you were or what you had in the past. I know people that live in the past. They can't get into today. All they ever talk about is what they were. All they ever talk about is what they had. Come on, y'all, don't shout me down. That's a waste of time. The Bible tells me that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All the old things are passed away, good or bad, and behold, all things have become new. I don't need to worry about what I was or what I had. I need to worry about what I've got and what I've got coming. Because the future's bright in Jesus. Amen? These are things you can waste your time on. Here's another one. Worrying about the mistakes you've made. It's a waste of time. The devil is going to, the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. He's going to come at you every day and he's going to remind, hey, remember that mistake you made? And we think about it. When he brings it to your mind, what do you need to do? Cast that out. Say, no, that's not me. I, don't, I didn't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm a new person tonight. Amen? I don't need to remember that bad thing I did or that mistake I made. Some people are walking with their head down and wasting time every day as they listen to the devil tell them, you've made a mistake. Amen? It's a waste of time. Is it going to go back and fix it? Is you thinking about it going to go fix it? Is you feeling bad about it going to go fix it? No. And if you've asked Jesus to forgive you, it's under the blood. And listen, watch this. You're wasting time thinking about something God doesn't even know about. Because the Bible says he has forgotten that. And if he says he's forgotten it, he's forgotten it. The Bible says he throws it as far as the east is from the west. 
Amen. So why are you wasting your time thinking about it? Here's another one. Let me give you a couple more. Worrying about what everyone thinks and says about you. That's a waste of time. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I think there's some very qualified people there. Worrying about what people think and say about you. We're all guilty of that. You worrying about what people think and say. That doesn't mean you don't try to live a life that is good. That's not what I'm saying. But you're just so worried that you don't ever do anything. You're just wasting your time thinking about this. Here's another good one. Everyone else's definition of success and happiness. We didn't get around people at work or school. And they begin to define what their definition of success is. And you waste your time wanting that. Amen? Resentment is a waste of time. Any hateful thoughts at all is a waste of time. Y'all, did y'all check out? Y'all still here? Thoughts, hateful thoughts. It's a waste of time. You're not going anywhere good with that. And the last one is regrets. We waste more time regretting things than we, than we do anything else. Those things are not going to bring things back. Amen? Don't stop regretting. Start thinking about what you can do. You know that one of the best verses in the Bible is where it says, His mercies are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Amen? That's one of the best verses in the Bible. That if you made a mistake today, you can wake up tomorrow morning and it's all gone, it's all forgotten, it's all under the blood, and it's a new day. Praise God. Amen? Leave the regrets, leave the worries, leave the mistakes, leave the sins, leave the, all those things behind and start fresh tomorrow. Amen? When you walk circumspectly, Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We're living in some of the worst days ever. But this can be some of the best days ever if we spend our time wisely. Write these three things down to close. Three things that you will never do, that you'll do that will never be a waste of time. Okay, three things. This is going to sound very simple, but it is. How many know that the simple things are usually the most important? Number one, you'll never waste time in prayer. Never. There's no such thing as a bad prayer. There's no such thing as too long of a prayer. There's no such thing as too short of a prayer. Whatever praying you do during the day, you're not wasting your time at all. Whenever you stop and pray, whenever you pray in the morning, whenever you pray at lunch, whenever you pray in the car, whenever you pray at night, whenever you're spending time in prayer, you are not wasting any time. That's wasting your time wisely. In prayer. Isn't that, wouldn't that be ridiculous? They, he prays too much. She prays too much. You ever heard anybody say they pray too much? That would be the most ridiculous thing you could ever hear. Amen. Let somebody call you all kinds of things, but let them try to say you pray too much. So as long as this, during your day, tomorrow, in your 86,400 seconds you get, spend as much time in prayer as you can. As much. Maybe, maybe try during the day uh, thinking when you're going to do something else to pray. I've said this a lot of times. How many drive to work? Let me see your hands. How many listen to the radio when you're on your way to work? Nothing wrong with that. But every once in a while, turn it off and talk to the Lord. Pray to God. Pray in the Spirit. Have a conversation with the Lord. Meditate on God. Think about God. That's not wasting time. 
Not that listening to a talk radio or listening to some Christian song on the way to radio is wasting your time, but when you pray, you're never wasting time. Amen. Second one, reading the Bible. Never wasting your time when you read the Bible. Oh, they read the Bible too much. Oh, you are wasting your time reading the Bible. Come on. It's impossible. We, su- we do so much time wasting all day long, but every time you pick up that phone and open it to an app of the Bible, every time you open up your Bible in the morning or at night or at lunch, every time you see a scripture and you read it, you are not wasting your time. You're spending it wisely. Amen? Amen? Can you start to think about what your day would be like if you began to spend more time praying and more time in the Word and less doing everything else? Amen. Think about it. That's, that's wasting your time wisely. And the last one is witnessing. You're never going to waste your time witnessing, telling other people about Jesus. It's never a waste of time to pull out a track and hand it to somebody. It's never a waste of time to go back to someone you were talking to and give them a card, a Jesus card with salvation on it and invite them to church. It's never a waste of time to witness and share your faith with somebody. Can you imagine someone saying, man, that person, they just... They are so, they're so wasteful with their time, they're always witnessing. I mean, they just witness way too much. Sounds crazy, but think about it. Those would be three great things to be wasting your time on. Prayer, reading the Word, and witnessing. Amen. Musicians, you can come tonight. Prayer, reading the Bible, and witnessing. If you consciously every day say, God, Tomorrow, I'm going to pray more than I pray today. God, tomorrow I'm going to take time at lunch or in the morning or time that I don't usually, and I'm going to open up the Bible and read a few verses at least. Someone, someone might say, we, you know, we've talked about this before. Do I need to read ten chapters? Do I need to read five chapters? Do I need to read a book? No, anything you read is good. Can't read too much, can't read too little. As long as you're reading, you're doing good. Amen? As long as you're taking the time, you're doing good. Because it's a bad thing if you go through the day and don't pray. It's a waste of your day if you don't read the Word. It's a waste of your day if you don't share your faith with somebody. Now, y'all still here tonight? We're closing up. I want to challenge you. This isn't nothing new. Isn't it funny how the gospel doesn't change? These are three easy things that God asks us to do to not waste our time. And we waste our time on a lot of stuff. And all of us are guilty. But if we would consciously wake up in the morning and say, God, today I'm going to spend some time in prayer. I want, to, I want you all to think about this tomorrow. To, to put this into practice tomorrow. Put it into practice tonight. But tomorrow, as you go through your day, maybe, maybe just say, okay, tomorrow when I go to work, I'm not going to turn the radio on. I'm just going to talk to God. Maybe I'm going to sing a song to the Lord. The good thing about being in your car all by yourself is no one's going to critique you. You sound amazing when you're by yourself. Amen. You sound amazing. Shout it out. Let it go. Amen. Just let it go. No one's going to dog you. Sing sing to the Lord. Sing a song. And you might be like me. You might mix three or four songs together on one song. You don't know all the words. My wife and kids know I don't know all the words to everything, so I just change it up. You know what? As long as it's coming from your heart, it's a good song. It might, might mix shout to the Lord with, with, with the, look, look what the Lord has done, and, and I, I sing unto the Lord, and great is our God, and 
all that all mixed together when I think about the Lord and his greatness of God and mercy falling on me, Jesus. Amen. It's a song. Amen. You can't waste time talking to God, singing to the Lord. Maybe, maybe in your break, instead of opening up conscious effort, instead of opening up Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, opening up your, your Bible, read some verses. Say, God, as I read this verse and I'm going back from my break, let me run into somebody that needs to hear these words. Think about it. Not wasting your time or wasting your time wisely. Wouldn't it be indifferent? Wouldn't it be good to go to sleep at night? Not that we're doing this for works. Not that we're doing this so, so God will be more pleased with us, but that we wouldn't waste our time. Go to sleep at night and say, God, I spent time with you today. God, I made memories with you today. God, I read your word. God, I shared my faith with somebody. Amen. Remember, revival is getting people saved and seeing them do something for God. Can you imagine what would happen in Denton, Texas if all of us right here every day would pray and read the word and witness? Can you imagine? Can you imagine how many people would be coming into this church through prayer, reading the word, and witnessing? People get saved all the time, all the time, all the time because we're witnessing consciously. And if we get the mentality tonight that we say, God, if, if, I don't, if I don't witness tomorrow, I'm wasting my time. Maybe you get to 7 or 8 o'clock at night and, and, and the Spirit of God will remind you, you haven't witnessed anybody today. And you get out of your house and you go up to Walmart and you act like you're buying some milk. You act like you're looking for something. You go down the aisle, act like you're looking for something. Stand up next to somebody and just hand them a Jesus card. Right? Just hand them a Jesus card. I don't know. Oh, I'm on the wrong aisle. God will open up doors if you're conscious about it. If, you, if you're conscious about it, how many know if you, if you say, God, I'm going to spend time with you today. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stop. Sometimes we need to just stop. Whatever, whatever we're doing and pray. No right words, no wrong words. Just pray. God, I love you. God, I, I love you. Thank you so much that I'm saved. I thank you so much that my name's in the book of life. God, I thank you that I'm alive. God, I just talk to him. It's not wasting time. Reading the Bible, praying and witnessing every day. The kingdom of God would grow. It's that simple.